गुरुर्ब्रह्मा गुरुर्विष्णु गुरुर्देव महेश्वर गुरु साक्षात पार ब्रह्म तस्मै श्री गुरवे नमः टुडे आई एम गोइंग टू गो इनटू अ सब्जेक्ट दैट इज कंट्रोवर्शियल बिकॉज़ आई नो दैट इन इंडिया द ट्रेडिशन इज दैट वी आर थिंकिंग डीपर एंड डीपर इनटू काली योगा and in fact my guru's guru my param guru swami ji keshav giri he was not only a great master but also a great astrologer and he discovered that the the there's been an error in the reckoning of the yugas it's a very interesting subject i hope you'll bear me out because it will go against what many of you believe and yet the facts square with what he taught not with what is generally believed the general belief is that we're sinking deeper and deeper only 2000 years into kali yuga and it will go on for another 430000 years he said no we've actually entered dwapara yuga already let me read you please keep an open mind because it's a fascinating subject and in fact it gives us hope too but uh, as i said most of all it squares with the realities that we see around us the history of the world is very different from the version official archaeology presents as swami sri yukteswar yogananda's guru explains the earth passes through great cycles of time as the solar system's position changes relative to our galactic center and to certain so-called fixed stars the galaxy itself rotates very slowly if 170 miles a second can be called slow over a period of 200 million years the sun again as ifteshur explained moves in orbit around the dual this dual has yet to be discovered by modern astronomy but so many other facts he claimed have been verified since his book the holy science was published in 1894 that one would be safe i believe in accepting his explanation in its entirety the time required for the sun to orbit around its dual is the yukteswar stated approximately 24000 years the general level of human consciousness changes according to the sun's position during this orbit relative to both its dual and the galactic center Swami Sridharishwar found by careful study and also by deep intuitive perception that major errors had crept into the Hindu almanacs during a time when the earth was passing through the darkest of four ages called Kali Yuga. During that period human awareness was at its dimmest. We are now ascending again he said toward increasingly clear understanding and sensitivity. This fascinating claim corresponds with many more recently discovered facts in astronomy and physics and also with known facts of human history. The whole concept cannot be explained here at length for it is incidental to the subject of this book but it is important enough to our theme to merit at least a brief explanation. it figured largely though sometimes only as a backdrop to in what the master taught 
For more information, the reader is referred to Sri Yukteswar's book, The Holy Science, and to Paramhansa Yogananda's autobiography of a yogi. Vyasa Steinmetz is also writing a whole book on this subject. Suffice it here, then, to point out a few of the many corroborations of Sri Yukteswar's discovery. In terms of mankind's increasing awareness, these include 1. Man's ever-broadening perception of the universe, which before the 20th century was limited to a relatively small star system, of which our own sun was, until the 1920s, considered the center. 2. The discovery at the beginning of the 20th century that matter is a vibration of energy, and people's growing awareness and acceptance since then of this fact. 3. Man's rapidly increasing ability to banish space by rapid travel and instant communication, a capacity that has been increasing exponentially since the beginning of the 20th century. 4. People's growing awareness since the development of radio communication and airplane travel and man's ability to leave the atmosphere of the earth and move into outer space, that our planet is relatively small, and that we need to find ways of living together in global harmony. 5. The rapid increase in human awareness, especially since the start of the 20th century, of realities, radio and television waves, for example, that are subtler than sensory perception. 6. A growing dissatisfaction with anything that merely seems reasonable, but that lacks the support of either experience or experiment, and an increasing tendency to challenge all a priori assumptions and dogmas. 7. An awareness rapidly becoming worldwide that the goal of all religions is personal enlightenment rather than some merely outward social upliftment. Now those are seven very potent arguments. The descending dark age of Kali Yuga lasted 1,200 years, ending in the year 500 A.D. It was succeeded by an ascending dark age, the same Yuga in reverse, lasting another 1,200 years. This ascending Kali Yuga ended in the year 1700 A.D., since when there have been countless developments throughout the world, including the following. 1. A revolution toward the use of labor-saving labor, labor machinery and toward private enterprise, which replaced a basically agrarian and landholding or so-called aristocratic society. 2. The discovery and the increasingly widespread use of electricity. 3. The growing use of atomic power. 4 a complete revolution in man's ways of thinking, and a perception of the universe is no longer Earth-centered, but far, far vaster than even a single star system, as well as a perception of reality that is essentially non-personal. 5. Countless revolutionary discoveries previously unimaginable, including radio, television, electronics, laser surgery, and other breakthroughs in every field, so many indeed that it would be impossible to list them all, even if one tried. 
This new age, named Dwapara Yuga, began in the year 1700 A.D. Kali Yuga ended with a hundred-year twilight or shandhya or interval between the years 1600 and 1700, during which time the discoveries of Galileo, Newton, and others were made, heralding already the coming new perceptions of reality. Dwapara began with a 200-year dawn or interval of adjustment or shandhya to the new cosmic rays. It became fully expressed in the year 1900 and will last another 2200 years. The centuries immediately before us will be increasingly characterized by a general awareness of and command over the forces of energy. So different from its predecessor is the age we now live in that people's thinking is already being affected on every level of their lives. Realities that once appeared to be fixed and immutable are perceived now as endlessly mutable. It is possible today at least to envision a loaf of bread being dissolved into the energy of which it is a manifestation and remanifested as a bar of gold. In religion, theology domin dominated churches with their rigidly formed systems and dogmas are yielding increasingly to a more flexible view of truth. Kali Yuga consciousness is gradually fading as night fades to dawn and then daylight. With this change, man is beginning to consider his former anthropomorphic concepts of God as too droll to be taken seriously. It was only recently in the 20th century that the Roman Catholic Church forgave Galileo for his claim that the earth moves around the sun rather than the opposite, the sun moving around the earth. In 1633, the church had condemned him for heresy. The differences between science and religion are being perceived less and less as absolute. Church dogmas, of which a prime example is the Christian Trinity, are no longer so tightly packaged as to exclude any possibility of a broader, more universal explanation. Can the Father really be a human figure like the bearded creator whom Michelangelo depicted on the ceiling of the Sistine Chapel in Rome? Can the sun really be somebody who lived only 33 years on this little mud ball of a planet in a universe so vast as to be no longer conceivable? And can the Holy Ghost really be, as I've seen it depicted, another young man seated reposefully on a stone wall? Ridiculous. Mahatma Gandhi, by means of the song Ram Dhun, popularized the concept in India that Ishwara, the Hindu name for God, one of them, and Allah, the Muslim name, are appellations for the same supreme deity. Paramahansa Yogananda showed that the Christian trinity has its counterpart in the Hindu term Om Tat Sat. He explained that both stand for cosmic realities. Now, a growing number of people today are finding it absurd to think that a universe containing at least a hundred billion galaxies, each one with some hundred billion stars, can have been brought into existence by an anthropomorphic deity. Everywhere the question is asked, isn't it possible that religion 
Every religion worships the same God and aspires to the same lofty truth. No longer is there a general willingness today to accept what was long held as the justification for all dogmas. It ought to be true, therefore it must be true. The elegance of a theory has ceased to be its supreme justification. The question asked increasingly is, does it work? Because our present entry into a new age was fundamental to much of what Paramahansa Yogananda taught, I've included this discussion here, making it as brief as possible. New ideas always encounter resistance before they are generally accepted. The very concept of cycles of history is foreign to the West. Even in the East, where it has long been accepted, it is, it is new, as Swami Sri Kveshwar explained it. In India, the entrenched notion is that the world is at the beginning of a long descent into an ever darker Kali Yuga, expected to last another 430,000 years. In March of 1900, Sriyukteshwar organized a procession through the streets of the city of Serampur or Srirampur in Bengal, announcing the advent of the new age of Dwapara. Certain bystanders actually protested by throwing stones. Even today it is difficult to get his unorthodox explanation widely accepted in India. The resistance in that country, that is to say in this country, is on dogmatic grounds. People think because it's always been believed and because everybody's said so, and they say, well, but why do the masters say so? Well, the masters usually go along with certain popular things. They're not there to shake people's faith. They're trying to rein reinforce it. But Sri Yukiteshwar was a master who actually put his mind to these things. And, uh, well, I do believe him. I believe him for who he was. I believe him for the, facts, the fact that the facts support what he, thought, what he taught. In the West, the objection is more to the fact that Sri Yukiteshwar's astronomical explanations do not correspond in every respect of the modern scientific perception of the universe. Yet his claims are supported by an ever-growing body of scientific evidence. The first objection modern astronomers make to his claim is that a dual exists to our sun. Numerous other stars in our galaxy, however, have been found to exist in pairs. The possibility of our own sun having a dual is not dismissed in modern astronomy and has actually come under discussion by serious scientists in recent years. The second objection in modern astronomy is Sri Yukteswar's identification of the sun's revolution around a dual with the phenomenon known as the precession of the equinox. His explanation is at variance with scientific orthodoxy, which states that this precession is due to a wobble in the Earth's axis. It seems premature to be too dogmatic about anything science claims, since it has had too often to revise even some of its basic tenets. Now, this is a long conversation, a long saying. I'm not going to have time today, but maybe tomorrow I'll be able to finish it because it's, well, to me, it's a fascinating subject. What I've found is that in my study of history, and I've been a student of history and of science, 
I've seen that all the facts that I know do square with what he said, and besides which they square with what I have seen in my own life, not a sinking but a rising. There's more and more consciousness of wanting to know God. I see it here in India too. Maybe you feel it. God is what you really want. That's what this is all about. God bless you. What is love? Is it only us? Or does love whisper in the flowers? flowers. Surely we children of this world could not love